Buzz, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Go, boys. Jeez, this is the most one-eyed podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's what we're here to do. Let's go. Right. Let's actually go. For mine, boys. For yours, then. I'm about to blow a gasket in here. You've kicked three goals for the day, table. What is going on? Damaging team. Damaging disposal. He's been... Very, very average. Our best is the best in the competition. <laughs> this is weird. This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. My name is Madison Clark. I am one half of the usual True Bloods team, and we bring to you Sydney Swans content on a weekly basis during the season. But faithful, something has just stirred in me on this rainy Thursday night in Turak to jump on and give you some visceral minutes on a topic that I've never really been interested in before, and that is the AFL trade period. Now, it doesn't officially start until next week. I know that much. But there's just something about it that I've ne- that's never, never caught my eye. It's never been something that I've looked at with, what's the best way to say it? This is so weird recording a podcast by yourself. What's the best way to say it? I've just never had any respect for the way the journalists go about it. I think it is all predicated on complete bullshit and, and literally, literally people making things up for the purpose of clicks and to get a bit of scuttlebutt going, you can literally make things happen from that perspective in the media. The media is so powerful, especially with social media now. It can control the game in these situations. So some people, I can understand if you have a club that isn't super successful. It's I've got heaps of friends who back for Essendon who say their favorite part of the year is coming into trade period because that is where you get all the hope you possibly jag an absolute weapon from somewhere. You know, you've got a high draft pick. There's a highly touted player in the draft. That's something to get excited about. I completely understand that. Completely appreciate that. I just, I think I I consider myself not enough of a nuffy. And then I consider the fact that I actually host the number one Sydney Swans independent fan podcast. And that's probably... Uh, an indefensible fact to suggest that I am, in fact, a nuffy. But anyway, I was, I was obviously, I couldn't put my phone down over the last couple of days. And I don't think I'm the only one in that situation. It's been hilarious. It, it's, it's absolutely absurd to think that Clayton Oliver, for mine, probably the best midfielder in the comp, to be considering moving away from the Melbourne Football Club after signing the deal that he signed literally, what, last year or the year before that is absolutely absurd. But then all the little rumours came out. You started getting all the little WhatsApp messages. Hilarious. Not for him. I mean, God, it, it sounds like he's not doing, not doing so great for the, the calibre of footballer that you are. You know, you think a player of that aptitude on field, you think you just have it all sorted out off field. I mean, I guess we've seen examples where that's not exactly true though, haven't we? But yeah, that, that gauged my interest. 
captured hearts and minds across Melbourne, I would have thought, and beyond. Looks like he's staying now. Looks like he's staying. But it did it, it did make me think about, okay, well, I, I think I made myself very clear over this season that I, I thought our, our trade period last season didn't really set us up for success. We came off getting pumped in a grand final by 81 points. And the thing about each season of AFL is everybody, the plan is to get some sort of incremental uplift on where you were the year before. And I was possibly openly a little bit too critical of the Aaron Francis deal. But I think I was reasonable in my criticism of it because fundamentally that was really the only thing we did. And that's probably not good enough when you look at what other teams did. So it's gauged my interest this year, Faithful, and I just wanted to jump on, on, as I said, a rainy Thursday night and uh, and discuss what our current situation is. So we have currently hold picks 11, 23, 31, 42, 50, and 86, right? Now, uh, as we speak, the Club BNF is happening. We already know of three list changes. You, you're going to have, obviously... Poor old Paddy McCartan. Now, man, Paddy always should have been a blood. Retired from AFL football for completely <clears throat> well-documented and reasonable uh, reasons. You got Tom Hickey. Old Hickey of Nazareth. Old Ruck Jesus. We'll miss him terribly. Uh, and, and he's done now. And he's been such a phenomenal servant of the club for such a long time. And then you've got the big Budwa. And he's gone too. So that leaves us in a situation where we were probably relatively exposed in those areas previously, even before they retired. Hickey, God love him. He is he's a journeyman ruckman and he fought so hard for so long. It felt like a longer time than it was actually. But we really needed good sort of mobile, round-the-ground tap Ruckman. Paddy McCartan was, you know, a massive part of our grand final run last year um, with his intercepting ability. Now, Aaron Francis is able to be, uh, fill that role in times, probably not to the the way that Paddy was. And you got Lance. Now, we've probably got people to fill the gap with Lance, right? You've got a Marty. You've got McLean. They've both signed deals. We're in a situation where we're... And we've got Logan. We're pretty comfortable when it comes to key forwards. So currently, in terms of what we've got in terms of contracts ending, we've got Dylan Stevens, who's out of contract. Hugo Hall, Kahan out of contract. Jaden McGaw out of contract. Lachlan Rankin out of contract. Mark Sheather out of contract. Ryan Clark out of contract. Sam Reid out of contract. Sam Wicks out of contract. And Will Gould out of contract. Okay, so there's a bit there. Keeping in mind that we signed a, a whole slather of our, our, our young talent uh, at different points this year and last year. So we don't have to worry about them. So, what do we do here? Initially, we were looking at Big Tom Barras. Now, that would have been massive. And it looked like there was some interest from him early. 
And it makes sense, right? I mean, we are in a situation, as far as I'm concerned, we are up to our eyeballs in a premiership window right now. West Coast are not. West Coast are in a situation where they will be rebuilding. But he looks to be staying right where he is. I believe he has recommitted. See, again, wasn't really paying a lot of attention around that period. But... Brody Grundy is the big coup so far. And, I mean, all, all signs point to yes. Probably going to cost us two picks, I would say. A, a first and a second rounder. Oh, no, probably 23 and 31 gets it done. And there's been all this sort of misinformation, dare I say it, misinformation, around sort of Collingwood's agreement with the money that they were paying on the salary. And see, you're just going to have to take what I say with an absolute grain of salt here because I don't know the ins and outs. I'm just talking because I want to talk about it. And I think people at work are sick of me talking about it to them, quite frankly. Although there's a pretty strong footy culture at work, if you can imagine it, an undisclosed big four bank People went to you know, various private schools, played various levels of footy. There is a lot of footy chat, so they're probably not sick of it. But I wanted to talk to you, Faithful, because I miss you. So, Brody Grundy, he's exactly what we need. When you've got a midfield that's come off, as I said, a slew of finals games, a grand final, another final this year, They've got cohesion. We just didn't have the consistency to galvanize that that group this year. I'll talk about another injury we've got in the midfield in a bit. So again, guys, 10.23, Thursday night. I've had a big week. I'm literally, again, if you've ever listened to Bill Burr, this is sort of how I assume it'll sound at the end of it, just not nearly as funny. So we've got Brody Grundy. That looks like it's going to happen. He's been up. He's toured the facilities. We sort of went the lifestyle play. Uh, Port Adelaide gave him footy, 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 footy. We all know Brody Grundy is a little bit of a different cat. He's an academic. Seems more of sort of a north sider. I imagine he will likely be living in Newtown in New South Wales or something of the like, Marrickville maybe. But that would be massive. For him to be delivering the ball on a silver platter to guys like Chadwick, Tom Papley when he has those CBAs, Luke Parker and Callum Mills when he comes back into the field. We'll talk about that later. Let's just talk about the trade period. This is fun. I'm enjoying this. Um, that would be massive. Now, you know, do do Collingwood still pay it? I, I believe where they're at at the moment is Collingwood's agreement is with Brody Grundy, not Melbourne. So I actually think, just based on what I've read, that they're on the hook. They're still on the hook. 
But who knows? Who knows how all this stuff works? It just seems like they make it up as they go along as far as I'm concerned. But so that's, the, you know, that's one side of it, right? What's come up is Joel Hamling. Now, if you remember, and now I haven't gone back and had a look at this day since I was there in person, but there was a defender by the name of Joel Hamling running around for the Western Bulldogs in the 2016 grand final. He's now with Fremantle, unrestricted free agent. Come on over, son. That's depth. That's depth. Surely. Surely. The other one, <clears throat> big Paddy Dow. Now, Paddy Dow hasn't had much of a go at it. He's been at the Blues for a while. I'm not going to pull up the stats. But that's another option as well. I think the big thing that we realized this year was we got exposed for depth a number of times with, with the injuries that we've had. And, and it's fundamentally as simple as that. And I'm not saying these people are depth players, but it just gives us a bit of flexibility. What you really want, Faithful, is there to be pressure on every player in every position to keep their spot in the team. That is where flags are won. You need people to be playing their best. You do not want any walk-up starters going, hey, sorry, I'm Isaac Heaney. I'm just going to start every game. You really, you really don't want that. You want people to feel like the heat is on at training and that they have to prove that they've earned a spot on that field. That is a really, really, really easy trademark of a good football club. Look at the Brisbane Lions, 0-1-0-2-0-3. Stacked. Absolutely stacked. That's where we want to be. That's where we want to be, faithful. The other one's James Jordan. James Jordan is a premiership Melbourne demon which is pretty berserk when you think about it. This man is 22 years old, and he hails faithful from Caulfield Grammar. And you know who else hailed from Caulfield Grammar? Deebles. So you know he's just going to have that spark about him, the big fella. Funnily enough, his current super coach price is $281,000. Now, I don't know what that means but it doesn't sound great. What am I on here? Yeah, I don't think I need to be here. Point is, he's just not getting the games at Melbourne. He's just not getting the games. And, and I mean, look, at the end of the day, this is the problem with a team like that. Now, had Clayton Oliver had gone somewhere else, different story, but, I mean, fundamentally, at the end of the day, you're competing against the likes of Tracker, Oliver, you know, you've got, you're behind a lot of other guys, behind other guys that sort of move into the midfield. You've got Jack Viney, even Lockie Hunter coming in. That's a guy who's going to get picked over you. And that's footy. And you, when you see an opportunity, and especially to go to someone that is in, I would say, exactly the same window as Melbourne is at winning a flag, I would even say we are in, we are 
far better poised at the moment to win a flag than Melbourne. Do you know why? Because they've gone out in straight sets two years in a row. They have the most talented best list there is. And they've gone out in straight sets two years in a row. We got pumped in a grand final. But we've won finals. And winning finals is so important in that regard. So James Jordan as well. So he's unrestricted free agent. So he walks to us. As I said, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty. I'm not, I'm not, what is it, Paul Connors. I'm not Ricky Nixon. I'm not a player agent. I'm not going to tell you how we are going to use the salary cap to do all this. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I think they just make it up half the time themselves. Buddy, Chris Judd was a, an environmental consultant for Vizzy. Fair income. Oh, that's interesting. Zach Jones is out of contract for St Kilda. I thought we'd see a lot more out of him than we did. But he has been plagued with injuries. Quickly, in terms of the out-of-contract players, Cameron Owen, yeah, not notch, would, wouldn't know him if he stood up in my porridge to borrow a saying from Ben Ebbage. Uh, Dylan Stevens, I we all know how I feel about Dill. We all know how I feel about Dill, and I want the best for Dill, and Dill currently isn't getting a go at it. And I think Dill would slot in exactly at North. They do have a lot of midfielders, uh, but I reckon that deal gets done. And just from the feel of it. Hugo Hall-Kahan hasn't really gotten much of a go at it. Probably have a few of him. Uh, I reckon he's probably, probably going to go find another home. But I think he can find another home at the end of the day. I think he can. Jaden McGall. I, from what I understand, he's shown a fair bit at VFL level. He's got the X Factor. Bugger it. Give him another contract. Hold the phone. The best and fairest is done and dusted. None other than Mr. Errol Goulden has won it. And, I mean, look, guys, at the end of the day, did we have any doubt? Did we need to bother with this? Seriously. He's the second best player in the competition. He just is. He should have won a Brownlow. We haven't even talked about that. He should have won a Brownlow. 42 and 2? One vote? I mean, we're lost, but... You know, come on. Second best player in the comp now. Uh, The top 10, I'll run you through it quickly. And then we'll wrap this up and get to bed. Uh, Errol Goulden on 738 votes. Nick Blakey on 481 votes. James Rowbottom on 471 votes. Luke Parker on 456. How the fuck do they do these votes? Chadwick. Ollie Florent, 6th. Jake Lloyd, 7th. Callum Mills, 8th. Paps, ninth. And Harry Cunningham, 10th. So top three, Errol, Blakey, Robottom. That is exactly how anyone with a head on their shoulders would have said it would be. How good. 
So that's good. That's a good outcome. That's a good outcome. Well deserved. And he'll he'll certainly win a brown low before his time is up. I can tell you that much faithful. Maybe even two. So let's go back to the outer contract players. Ryan Clark, interesting one, right? Because I think when he's given a role, as we've been really clear about on the pod, when he's given a role, he's absolutely phenomenal. We just haven't used him in the same way this year. And if I don't know why we'd go back to that now. So I don't, I feel like he may get delisted. So it'll be interesting to see. I really like him though. I, yeah, it's just how you use him. He's just one of those players. He's a role player. He's not an everyday player and I couldn't stand him as a sub. And I don't think he would have liked being the sub either because he's not one of those immediate impact players. He's a slow burn, the padlock. Rizzle Dizzle. Sam Wicks. Sign him up. He does what we always wanted Ben Wrong to do. You want to talk about immediate impact. That is a man that we absolutely need to sign up and Will Gould is gone. He has the turning circle of the Titanic and the QE2 put together. He cannot cannot run very fast. I know defenders do not have to run very fast, but he is incredibly slow. And it was funny that, you know, he was he was the Messiah for a while. After he what who did he hit? Matt DeBoer. Bumped Matt DeBoer in that preseason game. But yeah, he'll find a place. He'll find a home. He'll find a home. He just hasn't hasn't had a home in the Swannies. Now, a couple of other things. Debs originally bought this up. We need an inside bull, right? Now, if Clayton Oliver is off the market, which we assume he is, you don't know what part of that was true, what was made up. I mean, fascinating because you remember seeing him screaming at the club physician, um, apparently, some things happened at the exit interview. Uh, I mean, do I just contribute to the rumors? Apparently, he had his shirt off. Okay? Apparently, he had his shirt off in the exit interview. I don't know if that's true. I'm not sure. But that's that's alarming. It's, a, it's also kind of, kind of alpha. But anyway... By the by, he's probably staying at the Melbourne Football Club. We need an inside ball. And D-Ball, that very, very astute football head of his, sort of alluded to the fact that Ollie Wines had been played out of his position a great deal this year. He's been playing on the wing, which is actually true. Hasn't been playing the inside role that he is quite dominant at. So that's an option, right? That is a genuine option for somebody to come and be an inside bull. And we could we could certainly certainly trade for them. There are options to trade for them. I would look at any of the people from South Australia. I mean you could look at a a Dylan Stevens. I don't know how that would work, but I think he's going to North Melbourne. Is there an opportunity for uh, a sort of defensive forward that we have that's from Adelaide I'm not sure but I think there's avenues I think our list is strong enough to put up a good trade for them and I think it's also important as as football fans and as Sydney Swans supporters you have to be open to I mean I know we all love our players 
We all love our players, but you, you have to get better. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And you need to find ways to plug holes in your list. And right now we have a really big hole that Josh Kennedy left. And that is, to me, aside from the ruck position, that is the second most important thing that we need to do because you saw it every time and it happened frequently. We got pumped in clearances. We lost football games. And it was the reason that we were languishing in the eighth spot, getting into finals because of essentially uh, a poor umpiring decision and a, a, a default ruling with an interchange uh, infringement. And that's just the facts, right? I thought we had a, a great end to the season, but they're glaring issues that you, you know need to be addressed. We need to have the clearance. Now, it would be remiss of me not to mention the last day in September. I think this was the 11th grand final I've gone to. I'd been saying 13. That was overrating things a bit. That is the 11th grand final I've gone to. And that would have to be the best grand final I've gone to that did not involve uh, my swannies. It was an absolutely scintillating affair. I was obviously getting uh, around Brisbane heavily with my friend Nick in the members. We were right on centre ring, standing room. It was bloody sensational. Absolutely sensational day. Um, Just starting to feel good uh, about today. It was a rather large weekend. It's a rather large day. I would encourage you all to really try and get there, especially for a neutral grand final, because it's just, you're, you're able to enjoy it a lot more, I, I feel. I've been to a few losing ones, I'll tell you that much, Faithful, and they're, uh, they're not much fun. Not much fun at all, but congrats to Collingwood. Bobby Hill was enormous, uh, absolutely massive. Uh, I feel like Collingwood supporters would have been a lot more unbearable if they'd won last year. I feel like they've been, by and large, in my opinion, they've been okay. Uh, You may have a different experience, and and if so, I'm very sorry for you because their supporter base is a bunch of absolute psychopaths and lunatics. Let's not forget that. They are insane. But anyway, I'm going to go to bed. This has been True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast, number one in the hearts, number one in the charts, speaking words of wisdom, up the potty. We're also on your Instagrams and on your Facebooks. I can't get any more cliches out. Hope to see you all very shortly. Up the bloods.